0: Welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey guys, I hope you all had a good July. Here we are at the tail end of the month. Yes. Uh, till we took a little break after a really kind of an explosion of game news, and then it was a bit of a slower news month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here we are with our July 2020 news roundup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Before we get into that, uh, we have some corrections. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, like, yeah, there's a good, like, sign of, like, you doing your best to be supportive of this segment, <laughs> and also just so you can't hide 100% the dread that you feel whenever I'm, I say that word. I'm
1: glad you felt that way, because that's exactly what I was trying to communicate. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Uh, we, we talked about whether or not Bridget
0: would have to, uh, Bridget, the Guilty Gear character. Right. Would have to. (laughs) Not Bridget, our friend. (laughs) Would have to be aged up to appear in the latest Guilty Gear game. Yeah. Um, so a, a couple notes on that. Uh. Guilty Gear Double X uh, is Bridget's first appearance. Okay. Uh the Guilty Gear Exard, Exard Rev 2 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Those games take place six years after the events of Guilty Gear Double X. Okay. Uh which Bridget's first appearance is, I think, like a young teen. Right. right. Um Guilty Gear Strive does appear to take place after the events of Exard. Okay,
1: so so yes.
0: So maybe yes. Uh here's a thing worth noting uh the character May, mm-hmm. right? The little pirate girl. Yeah. Uh, she, um, she is in the first Guilty Gear games, then she shows up in Exard, still looking like a child, even hmm. though, even though six years have passed. Okay. Apparently the game's lore has implied since the release of Exard that May is much older than she looks. Hmm, okay. Um, so they might also pull bullshit like that with Bridget, who Sure. Knows?
1: Well, um, I hope they don't.
0: Yeah, me, me neither. St- Strive may seems to look more like a young adult, ish okay. maybe, but maybe I'm just projecting. Being, maybe I'm just projecting. <laughs> sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just being generous there. Um, we talked about Marvel vs. Capcom Four, and mm-hmm. in that episode, I was struggling to remember which characters would be likely to appear. Right. Um. Here are, uh. Characters from Marvel vs. Capcom 4, Rumor, uh, from October 2018, mm-hmm. as likely characters to show up in that game at launch. Okay. Star-Lord, uh, Ms. Marvel, as in Kamala Khan. Right. Asura, from the Capcom game Asura's Wrath. Nice. Gil, from Street Fighter 3. hmm A lady, I think, from the Devil May Cry franchise. Oh, okay. And either Rasheed from Street Fighter 5 or Virgil from the Devil May Cry hmm. games. Uh... There was also a Verjabin rumor from farther back. Okay. Uh, Verjabin, uh, Sean's favorite leaker.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Love that. We haven't Love heard from Verjabin in a while. That's true. I, I, think and... his,
0: I think his credibility has kind of waned over the years. Oh,
1: well. Uh, How unfortunate it... for him.
0: <laughs> but uh, this was kind of at the peak of his credibility. Yeah. Uh, it mentioned those characters and also uh, Green Goblin, mm-hmm. Wolverine... Mm-hmm. Cyclops, Psylocke, mm-hmm. Magneto, Ooh. Storm, mm-hmm. Deadpool, of course, Doctor Doom, Daredevil, Captain Commando, mm-hmm. uh, Nina from Breath of Fire, right. Uh, Dace, another uh Breath of Fire character. Okay. Um Regina from Dino Crisis? Oh, that'd be cool. Uh Jean from uh God Hand. Uh-huh. Akuma uh, from Street Fighter. Right. And Apollo Justice. Nice. Uh, th- this list was all characters that were meant to be added as DLC for Infinite over the course of several years right. uh, before support for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was just straight out canceled because okay. that game did bad. Yep. Uh, if all this was true and all these characters were added to the roster that's already in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite to make Marvel vs. Capcom 4, MVC four would include fifty seven playable characters total. Wow! Uh, Capcom would have one more character than Marvel does, <laughs> but in MVCI, Marvel had two more characters that Capcom did by the time its right ended. So that is possible. Okay. Uh, um, out of the out of the characters that would be added to Marvel's Capcom four, uh, there would be four Marvel characters that would have brand new move sets, mm-hmm. never seen in. Uh, in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite before, right? Uh, Infinite added six new Marvel move sets. Okay, um, and nine brand new Capcom move sets oh. that, uh, like that have never been in a Marvel vs. Capcom game before. Okay, or even Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. Infinite had four new Capcom move sets. Gotcha. So that yeah, so so basically yeah, like fifty-seven playable characters, like thirteen characters that have never like been playable in like a versus Capcom like mm-hmm. style format. no, uh,
1: it's like uh it's a it's a great game on paper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh that that would be very cool. Um
0: who knows if slash when that'll be announced. Yeah. Uh for a reason that I'd have a great transition for, but we're here's another correction instead. Uh <laughs> See, they're destroying your Ooh. podcast. Oh, I think they are giving it life. And I think we have an email that would agree with me. We said uh, "We said that Young Link debuted in Majora's Mask. Uh, Smash Bros. The Smash Bros. version of Young Link, right. Link debuted in Majora's Mask. Uh, we have an email from Alphabetical. Okay, uh, Alphabetical says, I've been listening from almost the very beginning. I believe I started listening when you were on your third episode. However, I started at the beginning and caught up. On a recent episode, possibly Min Min or the PS5 reveal, you quickly mentioned that Young Link from in Smash is from Majora's Mask and moved on. While that is somewhat true, Young Link is more of an amalgamation of both Young Links from both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. The reason I say this is that his shield is from Ocarina of Time, and a wooden shield featuring the Kokiri's Emerald from Ocarina of Time is not available in Majora's Mask. Hmm. I'm sure they used it because it was more iconic than the generic hero shield you have at the start of Majora's Mask, but I've always been kind of bummed that they did this. They should have went all in (laughs) on Young Link
1: being from Majora's Mask. Love the podcast. Thanks. Oh, good info. Yeah. I I wouldn't have caught that, but that's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, You do have different wooden shield designs in those games. Good correction, Alphabetical. Yes, thank you. All right, those are our
0: corrections. Okay. Whew. Man. <laughs> All right, let's begin the July 2020 news roundup. Okay. So, before we kind of talk about new announcements, mm-hmm. uh let's let's talk a very let's talk briefly about our last episode. Yeah. Uh Evo online yeah. predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh the day I edited that episode, uh several allegations came to light Mm -hmm. involving uh
1: really many people in the fgc (laughs)
0: many people in the fgc lots of smash people yeah
1: kind of a watershed moment really
0: yeah um but amongst those uh the ceo of evo joey queller also known as mr wizard Mm -hmm. uh was implicated in some really gross and predatory behavior yes uh and then the day that I uploaded the episode, uh, where we made predictions about what was gonna happen to Evo Online, um Joey was uh fired, mm-hmm. uh replaced with one of the other Evo founders, uh I think Tony Cannon. Yeah. Uh and then Evo Online was cancelled just in its entirety. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Yep. Now the
1: timing of this is obviously funny for us, mm-hmm. uh but I think uh, the right calls were made all around. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you cannot, you know, even just from a logistical standpoint, the idea of trying to stage an online event like that. It would have been completely overshadowed by the news and rightfully so, yeah. you know. It would just wouldn't have been a productive or enjoyable uh event. Yeah. Even if you have new people running it, even if you are full of apologies, you know, like yeah. there's just no way that the, there there was no way to have recovered that. Yeah. And I, I think
0: like I think really there there was no way for that event to really feel safe, yes. you know, for the community. And yeah. So I, I think I think, yeah, I think they absolutely made the right call. I um, agree. And yeah, we've we've talked we've already kind of talked about this in, in a couple of places outside of the podcast in the time right. that has passed. But yeah, in case not super clear, I think like I think our communities need to be really diligent about ejecting abusers and predators from from the indus- from from the industry but also from the community, you yes. know like it's uh yeah i i think I think safe environments to to play in together should really be the priority there,
1: yeah, i mean i I you know like the fighting game scene has been around for a while and yeah. there are now a number of people who participate in the fighting game scene who have kids of their own. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people say, you know, in light of everything that's happened, you know, I, this, this is a part of my life that I had wanted to share with my children. And now I'm not sure whether I want to or not. Yeah. And that's awful. Um, and yeah, I, I, as someone who really loves fighting games and who's gotten, you know an enormous amount of value out of participating in the fighting game scene in terms of friends that I've made experiences that I've had, yeah, I wouldn't want anyone to feel that way, yeah, um and I think that working toward an f g c that is more inclusive and that is safer for people of all ages is uh is a really important goal and one that we should really zero in on as time goes on, yeah, I actually
0: really appreciate that like like evo acted so quickly on this yes uh because they're (laughs) under joey queller's leadership Mm -hmm. evo in particular has been really bad about this kind of thing in the past yeah um you know like there's there there's the whole infiltration thing yes obviously there's a billion different kinds of stories revolving around infiltration Mm -hmm. and whether or not like uh you know uh his allegations are legitimate and blah 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 yeah like he he should have been excluded from evo until those stories were
1: right until there was like a definitive yeah exactly
0: until things were very clear and things were not
1: clear when he was invited back but instead joey was just like well you're banned for a year and continued following him on twitter which which is he oh did did he actually ban him uh, no, 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 wait, wait, who banned, someone banned him for Capcom, a year, Capcom banned him Capcom for a year, for right. a year yeah. and
0: Joey let him come play Samurai Showdown.
1: Right, and, and continued following him on Twitter. That's yeah. really, that, it's such a small thing that really pissed me off, you know, yeah. like. Uh, oh man, like, uh, he, he, like,
0: Joey's such a piece of trash, <laughs> yeah, too. He's yeah. such, he, like, like, it really high- became clear what garbage this dude was, because, like. After the allegations came to light, he was quiet for about half a day, (laughs) Uh Uh, and then he made a post apologizing, being like, hey, I I did some things I regret in my past, but I'm a different person now, and I'm always growing. Uh, And then he got fired, uh, and then he, he very dramatically changed his his uh his twitter profile description to private citizen Ugh. uh and then a day later <laughs> uh he made a tweet that was like people are trying to spread a lot of fake information about me by by taking screen caps of dms i apparently sent them but my name was different all those years ago so they <laughs> right. can't be real and then someone was like you Fucking moron, if you screen cap the images today, it'll show your current name! Uh, and then, like, and then in the same day, he retweeted some fucking pay-spin expose
1: about how his victim is actually the liar. Oh, God. Uh... I I stop I stopped paying attention to him after the first thing that you said uh um you know about his DMs I didn't know about the second part that's fucking revolting Yeah
0: and then uh, and then within a few days of that he deleted all three of his tweets including the apology <laughs> <laughs> Great okay good Yeah good. so uh like any uh, any like Any goodwill, any, like, it's like, maybe you, maybe you have become a better person in the last decade, you know, maybe maybe you've really worked on that gross shit, uh, like, that just, any goodwill, any, any benefit of that just flew out the window, like, immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, I, it blows my mind how this keeps happening, and then the... Like, the tur- the turnaround time for trying to kind of have a redemptive arc, it's it just always feels too fast. Like, yeah. this has been going on, obviously, for a long time, but the- I remember the kind of genesis of this moment being that, like, in, I want to say, 2017 or thereabouts, that was when, like, Kevin Spacey's mm-hmm. accusers came out. That was when uh, Louis C.K., uh, you know, uh, when we found out all that stuff about Louis C.K., Um yeah. And and that was also when uh this celebrity chef that I really liked, Mario Batali, it turned out that ah. he was participating in, in really engaging in some really reprehensible behavior. And uh Anthony Bourdain, another favorite celebrity chef of mine, was mm. interviewed at the time, you know, like you know, like this this friend of yours, you know, has been accused of these things. What do you think he should do? And he just said he should retire you know <laughs> yeah. uh, and and count himself lucky that he can afford to retire just live the rest of his life on all the money that he's made and never engage in society again <laughs> like and i like like <sighs> start a new life yeah. in some other industry yeah fuck
0: off <laughs> yeah so so that was that that was evo so uh
1: most most incorrect prediction episode we've ever done. There will be no announcements at Evo right. online this year. Although I'm, I am fine with not blaming us for that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> through a horrifying quirk of fate, that is the yeah. most.
0: Yeah, and incorrect. Uh, And really, ultimately, I'm okay with it. It'll, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm sure the announcements that were gonna happen at Evo, if there were any. Will happen at some point this year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some game developers are actually kind of breathing a sigh of relief <laughs> because they have more time sure. in the midst of coronavirus and all that to actually, yeah, actually kind of polish the announcements they were going to make at, at the beginning of August. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, So, all those predictions we made are still predictions for for fighting game announcements that will (laughs) happen over the course of the year. Exactly. So, there's merit to that episode. Go ahead and uh, watch it if you haven't already. Listen to it if you like. Right. Uh, Just know that Joey Queller is a human piece of garbage.
1: Yeah, just just imagine like whenever Daniel or I say Evo that you just hear an announcer voice go, Sometime. (laughs) <laughs> because that's when those predictions are going to happen. I, I don't think they'll happen at an EVO event anymore. No, right, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. As, as opposed to EVO, they will happen oh, oh, I, sometime. Oh, I see.
0: Not not EVO sometime, but just sometime instead of EVO. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. All right. So that was that. Another thing that happened this month uh, was Ubisoft Forward, Ubisoft's uh, event that they advertised where they were going to show off a bunch of their game announcements right. and stuff. Uh, we're, we have other stuff to talk about this uh this
1: month mm-hmm. um and ubisoft 4 was just kind of boring <laughs> uh like well, it's, i'm i'm fine with glancing over this because this is the what the of the three things we're talking about i forgot to watch this one
0: yeah so. I, I i basically read all of ubisoft Forward's updates like via twitter right i, I didn't watch the thing cover to cover myself yeah. uh, the main things were they had updates for watch Dogs legion uh assassins creed valhalla and far cry 6 okay some fucking movie stars in Far Cry Six. is Uh,
1: Giancarlo Esposito. Right. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: in it. Uh, Brawlhalla is coming to iOS and Android with cross-play. Nice. Um. And also, I guess this kind of ties into the Evo stuff. Oh, right. Several Ubisoft hires ups received abuse and assault allegations like the day before the presentation.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ubi- that's that's yeah. what I was paying attention to yeah. as this was going on. Yeah,
0: Ubisoft had to be like the morning of Ubisoft Forward. They had to be like, Hi, we're having several internal leadership changes. <laughs> um we pre recorded all of the Ubisoft Forward stuff, so it will not come up during Ubisoft Forward, <laughs> uh, because you know, we we finished we we finished work on Ubisoft 4 right. before all this shit came to light, but we are making changes. We'll give you more details later. I don't think we've really gotten those details yet. But no. Yeah. Um, at least not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so several things we predict for Ubisoft 4, like Gods and Monsters and all that. Uh, um, Rainbow Six Quarantine, that, right. that really unfortunately named game. They just didn't
1: show up at Ubisoft 4 at all. There apparently will be another Ubisoft War later this year. It seems like they were pretty much just like, hey, we know which franchises make us money. Here they are. It's these ones. (laughs) Yeah. You sick of possessing your assassin past ghosts? Too bad. Here's another Assassin's Creed. You're a Viking this time. Boy, this has really gotten out of hand uh don't pay any attention to what's happening with our leadership bye i thought you said you didn't watch it i mean that's that's what i imagined it was like
0: yeah no but how could you how could you portray that event so accurately (laughs) Ah, oh
1: well yeah you know i'm a psychic Anyway, uh, the next
0: thing is stuff we'll talk more about. The Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase.
1: Yeah, this was a cool thing.
0: Yeah, so this was interesting. It was a new, uh, smaller scale uh, Direct format. Um, Nintendo came out and they said, basically, this is going to focus on, quote, a few updates on a small group of previously announced Nintendo Switch games, unquote, from, quote, our development and publishing partners, unquote. That's very specific. The internet <laughs> apparently read this, and then went on to say stuff like, oh, guess we're getting the next Smash character. Uh, and
1: uh, boy, I can't wait for them to announce the, the Mario anniversary games at this event. That would be like if I said to you, Daniel, I'm making lunch. I'm going to apply butter to a hot pan, put bread on the pan, put cheese on the bread, and then put it all together. It is going to be a grilled cheese sandwich. And then you immediately replied, you're roasting a turkey?
0: (laughs) Can you make me some soup? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To be completely fair and literal, like, there... The the wording left a non-zero window for some kind of Smash announcement. Sure, uh, you know people are arguing the possibility that if it's a third-party character, that could count as something from a publishing right. partner. Uh, and on top of that, Bandai Namco is still developing the game, right? And they are a they are a publishing and development partner. Uh, so Smash could very pedantically count. Uh, but I,
1: I, from the beginning I got the vibe that's not what they were trying to communicate Right, like, Nintendo is not Ed Boon, they're not gonna, like, sneak a Smash, like, anytime something Smash-related has been announced recently, it's been like, we're doing a direct for this Smash thing, Yeah,
0: you know? Yeah, they,
1: and, and sometimes Smash stuff has just appeared in, like, larger directs Right
0: without them announcing that it's going to have Smash news in it but when Nintendo very specifically works yeah. things like this, it's to temper expectations, right? Not to not to <laughs> stoke the fires of them, like, uh, like actually, a little earlier they, uh, a little earlier in the month they did a kind of a Nintendo Treehouse presentation of Paper Mario, mm-hmm. and they were like, also, uh, at the end of it, we will announce a game from way forward. Uh, in a property <laughs> right. that they have never uh worked with before, yeah. Uh, and you know, immediately people are like Wario Land, which <laughs> yeah. which would be amazing. Yes, a way forward developed Wario Land would That'd be, be am- great. Yeah, it would be amazing. Like, <laughs> and Captain Syrup would actually be incredibly
1: fitting for the <laughs> uncomfortable art style that they draw Shantae with. Yeah, God. She would be the like most weirdly sexy character that's ever been in a Nintendo game. <laughs> uh uh and
0: then half an hour later, and then it was like, we'd like to clarify <laughs> that the Wayforward game will be from a third-party property. Right. Right? They like they, they always were things, of, like, very carefully to make sure that we don't, like, our expectations don't go hog wild yeah. in the day that it takes for this news to come to light. Yeah. And it ended up being for, like, a fucking Bakugan game. Yes. Uh, They they could have done more work to temper expectations, actually. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because, like, I actually, I, like, when they were like, it's going to be a third-party way forward game in a property they haven't worked with before, I was like, ooh, Castlevania. Because right. technically they haven't, but they've made a bunch of Metroidvania games mm-hmm. including
1: Bloodstained. Right. Uh,
0: so Castlevania would be perfect for them.
1: Like, uh, I, I, I I, honestly think, like, the Bakugan thing in particular to me, like, that's a level of announcement where it, it would have been fine for them to say, also, WayForward's working on a Bakugan game, and you'll learn more about it during this presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because there's so
0: many things it could have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was Bakugan, and I think there's no way that didn't disappoint a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, good, bully good, good, good to for, people yeah, who are yeah. really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. good good for Bakugan fans. Mm-hmm. Um, we, on the other hand, uh, or really I, made a tweet that I thought was a much more reasonable set of predictions yeah. that actually fit the criteria they were going for. Right. Right? We predicted... Uh, a Smashing Theory predicted... Really, I just tweeted this without any input from Sean, as you often do, as I often do. You bitch, uh, <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> just to make that clear, uh, I predicted games that could appear, including Apex Legends, right? Uh, which has been a Switch port has been announced, but we haven't seen it yet. Yes, uh, Bounty Battle, mm-hmm. uh, a uh, a indie kind of kind of Smash ish style uh, fighting game that had a release date of like July 20-something uh, for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the day before <laughs> the the partner showcase changed its release date to 2020, wow. which made me think, oh, it's going to get a shadow drop. right? Uh, it's going to get covered at the Direct Showcase and either get some kind of delay or a shadow drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't Shown yeah. at the partner showcase, and uh,
1: they, it did get they did clarify later that it is a delay. The paper towel company Bounty really missed out on creating a tie in game as a predicted, that bravely name. default 2 uh-huh.
0: uh, which is uh, which is from Square Enix, right. a, a publishing partner, but also Nintendo obviously has a lot of marketing money put into that. Uh, yes. that shit. Um, Disco Elysium. Uh, right. which which has had a Switch port announced
1: uh, and is a very uh critically acclaimed indie game. Yeah, like far more than I even really thought it would be, actually. Yeah. Uh, that game peak critics love that game. Uh
0: Fuser, which is getting marketed like day in, day out, mm-hmm. uh Fuser being the um the digital successor to Dropmix right. from from Harmonix, Um Kingdom Hearts, uh Kingdom Hearts Mom. <laughs> uh also known as Kingdom Hearts, um... Mark of Mastery?
1: M- m- no, the word melodies in there somewhere. Oh. Melodies of mutants. I, I, think, the it's, X-Men I think it's something there. of melody. Sure. Uh... The X-Men aren't in there. I was just saying that. Anyway, uh... We can look forward to corrections. Um, uh, great. Uh, No More Heroes
0: 3. Right. Uh, Rogue Company... Um, and Shin Megami Tensei Five, which we hadn't heard of in a very long time. Right. Uh, also, I thought maybe they could close it out with Bayonetta 3, because Bottom Games is a development partner. Yes. Uh, and uh, if they wanted to make a big announcement, Bay- Bayonetta 3 would be pretty big.
1: Those are all sensible predictions.
0: Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, And they really did only show a handful of games. Yeah. Uh, they showed... Uh, the U.S. presentation specifically showed, like, four games. Right. Uh, and yet in that little bundle, uh, we
1: got two predictions, right? Nice. Uh, I I got two predictions, right? I am no, I'm going to claim that too. We we got two predictions, right? Oh, great. Congratulations, Sean. Thanks. I thought of them all myself. Actually, I got two predictions, right? (laughs) Wow. Great job, Sean. I know. I'm a genius.
0: So the game shown, uh, the first one was Cadence of Hyrule,
1: uh, announcing a DLC season pass. I didn't see this coming, but yeah, I didn't really think they were going to add anything to this game but yeah. I, it's fine that they have. Yeah, the a season pass with, with three
0: DLC packs. Pack one is a character pack, which is already out. Right. Uh, consisting of five new characters, uh, both from the Zelda franchise and the uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer right. franchise. Uh, Impa uh, from Zelda games, mm-hmm. uh, with like her Naganata, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Link, Shadow Zelda... Uh, Aria, who I think is from Crypt of the Necrodancer, because okay. I don't recognize the character. And Frederick, right. who I'm pretty sure is from Crypt of the Necrodancer, because I don't recognize him either. Okay. Um. Uh, pack 2 is a music pack with 39 new songs. Nice. Uh, which can kind of be changed in the game at any time. I'm into that. Yeah. And Pack 3, Symphony of the Mask, a new story mode starring Skull Kid. Now, who-
1: obviously... I love this, but Yeah, please continue. He'll be
0: added as a new playable character. Uh, Skull Kid's gameplay throughout the story will change depending on what mask he's wearing. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. That's very cool.
1: Yeah. Um, it's the Majora's Mask sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this will
0: all be bundled into a uh, physical version. That's cool. That will include all the DLC... That will release October twenty third, twenty twenty. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I think that's cool. That's that's a cool announcement. Small scale, but still neat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I I still need to pick. I I want to try out Cadence of Hyrule someday. Yeah. I,
1: I, mean, I mean, I need to do any Crypt of the Necrodancer stuff at yeah. all.
0: I think there's a demo, right? Isn't there a demo for Cadence of Hyrule? Uh, I don't know. Hmm.
1: Well, I guess we'll add to the corrections. Yeah. Uh-huh. If there is, I should play it. Yeah. Uh
0: uh then they showed wwe 2k battlegrounds oh this Uh, was
1: the trailer with all the live action wrestlers playing the game right yeah yeah yeah. that was cute yeah i I
0: recognized asuka out of those wrestlers okay
1: um
0: funnily enough uh asuka was not playing herself (laughs) uh yeah like i remember i think john cena and andre the giant were were characters yeah Yeah. um yeah it looks uh looks very arcadey very Mm -hmm. like uh, less of a wrestling simulation and more of just like a, like kind of a fun, kind of almost smashy experience, kind of like yeah. if if Smash and if if wrestling had like a Smash Bros <laughs>
1: style philosophy to its yeah. gameplay. Still, clearly, I think you know probably made more for the wrestling crowd than the non wrestling crowd. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but still.
0: I, it's, it's interesting that this year, because I, I think I vaguely heard that there's also been, like, kind of wrestling discourse lately, and,
1: like, mm. allegations in that community. Boy, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. You take one look at that community, you're like, yeah, there's, there's, there's gotta be stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the nature of it was, I, it, like, it could have been allegations
0: against certain people, it could have been just, like, uh like kind of a discussion about how representations pretty bad in, mm-hmm. in the wrestling community. Sure,
1: it is. Um or, yeah, I mean, at least it was the last time I checked in. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, I'm I you know, not not a wrestling person, not sure what the discourse sure. is. Any wrestling fans wanna weigh in? Yeah. Um I'm yeah. Send us those emails. Tick tack tack. Yeah, I, I could just be completely maybe
1: WWE's doing great. I don't know. <laughs> uh it's really it, fascinating to me that that continues to be an incredibly profitable venture. Yeah, it's one of those things. There are just certain things in society where I'm like, wow, how is that still going on? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, anybody who really loves wrestling, that's great. Uh, but it's it's, just, it's, it's a it, very
0: specific thing. Yes, exactly. It's incredibly yeah.
1: specific. Yeah, like basically, it's like.
0: Yeah, it's part sport, but it's also largely like acting mm-hmm. and lore. Yeah, and like it, it's got its own storyline, and sometimes the storylines are, oh yeah, this <laughs> this uh, this wrestler turned heel because uh, because this wrestler brainwashed that
1: wrestler with right. his psychic powers in the last arc. Yeah, like in particular, the wrestler Undertaker who retired recently. Um, he's gone back and forth between just being like a biker dude who's called the Undertaker and like. Like Hades, yeah, (laughs) personified, right? Like literally raising people from the dead and shit. Yeah, like the yeah the the lore of wrestling is really wild, um, and it just it's just it's it is some it's fascinating and also incredible to me that it still exists in twenty twenty. Yeah, it's 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 such a strange thing. Like, part of me
0: wants to like figure out where a good place to dip my toes in would be.
1: I was thinking about that. Yeah. Because
0: they, they... It, it it's fascinating in a uh, lot of ways.
1: Really what what WWE should do is just release like a set of Blu-rays that's like the story so far. Uh-huh. You know, that just kind of recaps everything.
0: I've heard that all elite wrestling is a great starting point. Okay. It's because All Elite Wrestling just started like last year uh. and it's basically a bunch of Wrestlers that left different companies okay. and kind of started this new initiative together. That's cool. Uh Kenny Omega's part of all of these. Oh, that makes sense. And uh, he's a good boy. Yeah. And I, I think it does kind of reference their legacy in some ways. So sure. it's not like a complete clean starting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously a lot of new arcs start as a result and yeah. uh, and new lore. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, if you wrestling fans are still listening, if you know a good starting point for us, let us know because yeah, it's, it's really fascinating stuff. Uh-huh. And I feel like if I got into it, it would hit a lot of my buttons. Although
1: I think so too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Who who knows how many? Because yeah, it's it's such a such a unique thing. Is yeah, what that
1: is just the the whole like my understanding of the history of it is that they were initially doing it at like fairgrounds, <laughs> and then someone was just like, "I should put this on TV. This is great." And then it just became what it is. It's just (laughs) wild that, like, the forces of the universe came together to propel wrestling to the national stage. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was uh, 2K Battlegrounds. Yep. Talked about that a little bit longer than I thought we would.
0: Yeah, I thought we kind of just glaze over that. Well, here's one that maybe we can kind of glaze over Rogue Company. Oh, man, the history of (laughs) (laughs) Rogue
1: Company is crazy.
0: Uh, Rogue Company was shadow dropped on Direct Day. Right. Uh, And, yeah, like,. I honestly I kind of checked out for a lot of this. sure it's uh yeah team-based online multiplayer shooter mm-hmm. seems pretty standard if if you're if you're into that kind of thing seems yeah seems really competent and mm-hmm. uh yeah but it's it's just not I'm not really the demographic so yeah. I, it was hard for me to pay attention that's fair um but it does have cross-play and cross-save with other consoles uh and optional motion control aiming that seems pretty cool yeah um and yeah it's it's out you can you can buy it on the Switch now.
1: I'm actually a big fan of the Splatoon style like tilt your controller to aim vertically thing like mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. It's it's mu- it feels much better than you'd expect. I yeah that that's that, that's what I keep hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um uh but yeah
0: and I did predict the rogue company would be there. Nice good job. Yeah, so so yeah, we did it. All right. Um then uh speaking of things that I predicted, but also a thing that I didn't predict. Yeah. <laughs> uh they uh, That's really just the story of this whole podcast. <laughs> speaking of things that I predicted, but also things that I didn't predict. Uh the Shin uh Shin Megami Tensei stuff started happening. Yep. Uh they started off by announcing a uh, HD remaster of Shin Megami Tennessee 3 Nocturne. Yeah. For the Switch. That's cool. And also the PS4. Right. Uh, they, you know, they didn't announce the PS4 part during the presentation. But <laughs> and we, we
1: Nintendo later. would like to proudly announce that this is also coming to PS4. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um this this game
0: came out for the PS2 many years ago. Mm-hmm. Hasn't really been re released. Right. Uh, so it's really great to that this is getting an HD remaster. Yeah. because uh, I missed out on it. I I've played a lot of Shimagami Tensei games um and spin-offs and whatnot. I really love that whole meta franchise. Right. Um, you know, but parts of it to to various extents. <laughs> sure. Um uh, but I never got to jump into Shimagami Tensei 3 Nocturne, which well. I've heard is one of the best in the entire franchise. And now you will. Yes. Spring twenty twenty one. Um, and I, and this is actually interesting because this was technically a brand new announcement. This is not, as Nintendo stated, uh, part of a small group of previously announced Nintendo Switch mm, games, right? Um, but I, you know, it, I think it's fair to lump it into that because it was attached to the actual big announcement, yeah, of the presentation, which was Shimagami Tensei 5. Yeah, uh, which is finally back after mm-hmm. like being announced, like two like years ago <laughs> uh, i think the last update on it was like a couple of years ago mm-hmm. they showed a they showed a big like cinematic story trailer for it looks great yeah it looks, based on yeah, that yeah it looks very intense very cool mm-hmm. um and it's getting a 2021 worldwide launch yeah yeah uh I, i'm guessing closer to the end of the year than the beginning presumably yeah but that's that's so cool i'm pumped for that I'm, i'll be i'm sure i'll be getting it nice yeah i'll look forward to that yeah me too and actually I, I kind of like that it's probably gonna happen during the tail end of 2021 that possibly gives me time to actually play Shimagami Tensei Four, <laughs> right uh, which I did start back when it came out but yeah. I never got more than a few hours in uh so it would be nice to like start that over and and really try to sink my teeth into it maybe yeah. maybe check out four apocalypse which also came out for the 3 ds nice yeah. And yeah, that was the entire US presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh the J- Japan's version had notable stuff in it. They were also getting over here, so I don't know why it wasn't in our direct either. Yeah. Uh two main things. Uh the game Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Yes. Uh game already announced to be localized by Exeed and uh and as I said on our
1: Discord uh Sean's dream game that he never realized existed. <laughs> right, yes. Yeah. yeah, I remember being very excited by your description of this game. Yeah, I
0: think the description was something like, uh, half of the game is is a side-scrolling 2D action RPG in in the style of games like Muramasa and Odin Sphere, right. and the other half is Harvest Moon with a feudal Japanic aesthetic. Yeah, great. Like cherry blossoms and whatnot. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I, I it it really does seem very much like your specific jam. Oh yeah. Um, a- Amy is also like somewhat interested. Okay. Um, but Yeah. Uh, there's there's cute dogs in ah. in the Harvest Moon portion. So, well, I mean, yeah. What more do you need? Yeah. And uh, and they also showed Atelier Riza Two, uh, nice. which got a localization announcement after the
1: Japanese direct. So they really pump those out. Yeah. There's constantly new Atelier games.
0: And, yeah, it's uh, it's
1: pretty much an annual franchise at this point and I never know which
0: one to buy. Yeah. The it seems like it seems like the Atelier games, whichever one you pick, it's either too old mm-hmm. or it's too horny.
1: Yeah, I I actually found some guide that was trying to sort out like, you know, if you're new, if you're coming back after a long time, which one should you buy and I lost all patients reading it because it was just so there's so many games and it was so in-depth right just like, i just just give me a game <laughs> tell me which game so both those things ended
0: um they mentioned at the end that there will be more partner showcases later this year right uh so look forward to that yeah i feel like we could uh we can make some predictions for uh future partner showcases all right um so when do you think
1: one's gonna happen Action. Uh, I think we need at least a little bit of breathing room between this one and the next one. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, like September, October, thereabouts. Yeah. I think,
0: I think September would, okay.
1: wouldn't be a bad time.
0: I also think we could get another one as soon as August. Wow. Yeah. Uh, because these presentations are smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and also because, because we're, we're getting into fall. If, if that presentation is in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're going to be talking about games that uh that are coming out in November, like mm-hmm. basically coming out at the end of the year or the beginning of 2021. Sure. And right now, in terms of like upcoming releases, September and October are kind of barren for Nintendo. Okay. So if if they wait until September to announce stuff, mm-hmm. then October will remain barren. Uh, because they their announcements are always like two months out or more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I feel like. August is really when they would, uh, when they would give us October announcements. If okay, they, if they have any, Cadence of High physical edition is coming out in October. Mm-hmm. But that would feel weird if that was the only like yeah October game that was Nintendo that, that Nintendo sense. was pushing out. So yeah, I think maybe maybe the partner showcase will be in September, and we'll get some other kind of Nintendo thing in August. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that's what I was thinking is yeah. that maybe we'll get some other kind of presentation because I you know if the game is coming out like two months after it gets announced, that's just prime holiday season territory, right uh, which would obviously have the chance to drive up sales. Yeah, um, uh, now of course Nintendo could also want to save that sweet spot for some of their first party offerings right uh, but if we're just kind of talking about this in a vacuum, I think that'd be a good spot for it. Okay. I guess the thing with that is just who
0: the, I I think this is uh, for the record a very possible thing that would happen just due to the way that COVID has shuffled everything around mm-hmm. and and uh, and all these plans are getting like delayed and whatnot. But it would just feel weird. If it was like here's our holiday lineup: Bravely Default Two. <laughs> you know, like it, mm-hmm. like Bravely Default Two doesn't feel like a November game to me. Okay. it feels like an October game to me. So. Like, again, it's possible that it has to be a November game just because development of everything has been sure. taking slower this year. Uh, maybe it has to be a 2021 game now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's I guess there's still just a part of me that's holding out for some bigger Nintendo thing to happen this holiday season. Mm-hmm uh something bigger than Bravely Default 2, something bigger than No More Heroes Three. Okay. That that game's getting No More Heroes Three is getting delayed. That's a twenty twenty one game now. <laughs> at the beginning of the year or the end of last year when Suda fifty one announced the twenty twenty release date, he had Travis Touch on record a voice line scoffing at that release date and saying, Good luck. Right. So I that that game's fucking delayed. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I feel that either August or October would make the most sense for a for a partner showcase. Mm-hmm. And then September would be the month that Nintendo makes some of their own first party announcements. Okay. Yeah, like September directs in particular are such a tradition at this point, are such a thing that happens year to year. And again, things could have been flipped way the fuck yeah. over just by the way the world has been this year. But I feel that maybe Nintendo's been putting the resources they would have used towards
1: a summer direct to meet that September deadline. Okay. Yeah. Those are my thoughts. Guess we'll see. Guess we'll see who's wrong and who's right, who winds up apologizing to who for their egregious conduct in making this ill-fated prediction. I guess we will see, Daniel. I guess... (laughs) I, I feel like
0: even if you end up being right, it'll uh, basically be by accident. I guess we'll see, Daniel. <laughs> In terms of games that I think could be announced at the next developer showcase, uh, it's pretty much every game I predicted for this showcase that didn't show up. <laughs> sure. Right? I think Braille Default 2 is like a lock for the next developer showcase. Mm-hmm. Right? That one makes make so much sense. Sure. Uh, I think No More Heroes three also makes a lot of sense. Okay, and then that uh that Apex Legends uh reveal maybe like a shadow drop. Sure, I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Fuser is showing up everywhere, and Fuser hasn't announced a release date yet or anything. So I think, uh, I think Fuser could still be there. Kingdom Hearts Mom, um, mm-hmm. uh, new Pokemon Snap could qualify because that's being developed by bandai namco okay um but that's uh i, d- I don't know about that i feel like that just kind of get its own pokemon direct True. Sure. yeah um,
1: that like even though that's like being made by a third party developer it feels first party-ish enough yeah exactly you know, that, yeah. yeah
0: um but i think bayonetta 3 as a closer is still a potential thing that could happen for an upcoming partner showcase sure. um yeah just uh just yeah, just some Bayonetta stuff with like a 2021, maybe a 2022 sure. release date, and they'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah. Do you do you have any other partner showcase? Not offhand. That feels yeah. pretty comprehensive to me. Yeah. Like I I think really like those. If one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Let's delete Pokemon Snap. So if those six games were the next partner showcase, that seems like exactly the right size. Right. Yeah. So, I guess if you have no more things to say about that, it's time to talk about the Xbox Game
1: Showcase. Yeah, let's get up in Phil Spencer's head. <laughs> uh, this uh, this happened just a few days ago at uh, recording time. Yeah, and I watched it the morning that we're recording this. Yeah,
0: I-, I watched it the day of with my fiance Amy Lee. Oh. And, uh, and yeah, um... So uh in in some episode in the past we made some predictions. I think it was our Summer Game Fest uh predictions episode. We made some predictions about the the first party Xbox games presentation. Yeah. Um and we made some predictions about that. We predicted mm-hmm. that Everwild for the uh we predicted that Everwild would be shown and that it would be confirmed to be an Xbox Series X title. Right. Which at the time it hadn't yet. Mm-hmm. Um that did happen, yes. Uh, but it was a it was a very beautiful yes. cinematic trailer that showed the world in a really cool way, mm-hmm. but zero gameplay was shown at all. Yeah, I like
1: have no idea how that game is gonna play at all yet. What I saw definitely intrigued me, though. You yeah, know? like I mean, I just watching that, I remember thinking like, this is the most interesting thing that Rare's done in a good long time. Oh yeah, yeah. So i, I i'll I'll really want to see what the game plays like as they kind of tease out more information about it in the future yeah agreed um
0: we talked about playground's open world triple a action rpg project and that would be shown it was shown Mm -hmm. it's fable yeah it's a new fable game yep uh it's also gotta see it was also just shown via cinematic trailer and i have no idea if it's like a a re like a new like if it's kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog 2006, you know, <laughs> right. in terms
1: of that naming convention, or if it's supposed to be a remake of the first Fable. Well, hopefully it will have a better legacy than Sonic the Hedgehog 2006. Yeah,
0: I feel like it's supposed to be like a reboot. I feel like yeah. it's supposed to be like a brand new Fable game. Maybe it'll even get like a different title sure. Uh, down the road. I uh, projected a new project from the We Happy Few team. Uh, No, they did not show up. Wow, wow. Who predicted some new acquisitions, like Mistwalker or Akumi Nakamura. (laughs) Uh, There were no new acquisitions in this presentation, but there is a rumor uh, happening right now that uh, Microsoft is one of
1: several companies that are bidding on the acquisition of WB Games. Right. Um, that would be a hell of an acquisition. Oh, yeah. I mean, it would cause me to buy a Series X. Because yeah. Because that would presumably mean that the next Mortal Kombat would be exclusive to Xbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that's wild. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be wild. It really would be. Um.
0: Yeah. Just, like, yeah, just the next generation. Like, Street Fighter Six is, like, a PS5 exclusive. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, NetherRealm Games is, uh, yeah. N- NetherRealm alone makes that a cool get, but oh, also, yeah. like imagine the next batman arkham game being a series x exclusive you know yeah that'd that'd be crazy yeah if if they really
1: want to go ham like just imagine like all the lego games for the rest of time being being xbox Uh exclusives i mean those have got to be huge money spinners because they i mean they multiply like rabbits, it seems like. There's just constantly new Lego games. Yeah. I feel
0: like the Lego games at the very least would kind of follow the kind of Minecraft philosophy right. where where Microsoft would let those keep coming out on other platforms because that's just more money for Microsoft, sure. really. That's fair. Um and it it keeps Microsoft's uh like kind of
1: reputation as like the friendly giant company <laughs> right. going. You know man, it's, what a it's just wild how that how much their reputation has changed over the years, you isn't know? it? It's yeah, really nuts. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that was the stuff we predicted, and that's how those things panned out. Uh, here's all the other stuff that was showcased. Uh, one thing: uh, what before uh, before the presentation proper, there was a pre-show hosted by Jeff Keeley, right? And honestly, this might have had a, a couple of the most interesting announcements to me in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first is that Dragon Quest Eleven S. Is coming to the Xbox One, right? Uh, and it will be a, an Xbox Game Pass title when it launches, right? Uh, that's that's great, yeah. Good that's stuff, that's a good fucking get. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is very good, yeah. One thing that's very interesting is that, uh, they also announced that Dragon Quest XI S is coming to PS4 and PC, uh. If you have Dragon Quest XI original, you'll have to rebuy Dragon Quest XI S because it is not an update. It is not a patch. Uh, it is technically an entirely different <laughs> game that right. looks worse than Dragon Quest XI original. <laughs> uh, because apparently, the way they had to develop Dragon Quest XI S is they had to make it for the Switch from scratch because. Yeah. Uh, because f- technically, feasibly, they were not able to port the PS4 version down to the Switch. Right. So now they are porting the Switch version back up to the PS4 and Xbox One <laughs> and PC, and because it's an entirely <laughs> different version that uses a different graphics rendering mm-hmm. system, uh, it's it has to be sold as its own game. It's that's pretty wild. Yeah, it's so weird. But uh, but it is the definitive version. Um, so you can. Now everyone can get that. And if you have an Xbox,
1: you can you can just play that shit. Yeah. No, no $60, just play it. Every time I uh, hear about port shenanigans like that, I always think to myself, I bet Iron Galaxy could have done a better job. Mm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I still feel that way. I just <laughs> have a lot of faith in them. They should be given more work. They're a good company.
0: They really are, and uh, the good news is, I think, the problem these days is that they are given so much work (laughs) in terms of high-profile ports that they can't port everything they want to. Sure, that's fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, really, it seems like they port, like, two things a year right now, Mm -hmm. but they're all, like, pretty big, like, uh... Like, they did the PC ports of the Crash Bandicoot and Spyro trilogies. Nice. They did the uh, Switch port of Diablo 3, and they did oh. the Switch port of Overwatch. That's cool.
1: Like, those those seem like pretty big, intensive projects. Yeah.
0: They did the Switch port of Skyrim in 2017.
1: <laughs> they don't have time for baby Dragon Quest. You got Big Daddy Skyrim. <laughs> and actually Skyrim was the only port they worked on in 2017 so that
0: just m- must have been like a big fucking beefy ass. Oh,
1: I mean I'm sure. Not even because of the scope of the game, although I'm sure that played a role too, but just because that game is a fucking spaghetti code ass mess. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, it's a fucking mess even on good platforms. Yeah. yeah. Not that not that the Switch is not a good platform, but right. you know, but like even on like beefy souped up, yeah, big beefy man platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah, Dragon Quest Eleven
0: s revealed in the pre-show, and then they showed a new game, uh, from Square Enix's new company, Bayland Company, run by Yuji Naka, mm-hmm. uh, made to kind of bring action games into the next generation. Right. And, uh... And Yuji Naka announced alongside his uh, alongside the his Sonic the Hedgehog co-creator, mm-hmm. whose name I'm blanking on right now. Me too. Uh Naoto Oshima. Ah. They announced together that for the first time in a long time they are collaborating uh
1: on Bayland Wonderworld. Which, having seen the trailer, does look like a Yuji Naka ass game.
0: Yeah, it looks exactly like the the guy that designed Sonic Adventure mm-hmm. uh, and Knights right. uh, teamed up with Yuji Naka <laughs> to make this specific game. Uh, Bayland Wonderland is a Wonder World. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're going to fight that up a lot is a 3D action platformer with musical flair. Yes. It follows two characters, Leo and Emma, as they follow the clown Balan through the Wonderworld, <laughs> a setting described as a mix of an imaginary world and reality. I'm just reading this straight from the uh, Wikipedia. Right. Um, uh, there are over 80 different collectible
1: costumes in the game, Damn, and they each give, like, the character, like, the playable character, like, different abilities. Somehow, when I was watching the trailer, my brain processed that as over eight. And I was just thinking, like, what? There's, like, nine? That's stupid. This is much better. Eighty, yeah. Yeah. over,
0: Over 80 different costumes, yeah, that allow you to diverse... Levels in different ways. It really feels like uh, like kind of a mix of knights and, uh, like, Billy Hatcher and the giant egg.
2: hmm I get uh, that.
0: Where, like, you know, there are just a bunch of different eggs that hatch different
1: creatures that could help you traverse the world in different ways. Yeah, you played that game a lot more than anyone. I've only ever played the first level of that game at, like, a Best Buy. It was enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you did... <laughs> That's not that that much, Sean. I've always
1: been interested in Billy Hatcher and wanted to play the whole game, but I never got to. I was never interested in Billy Hatcher and have never played any of it. Wow. And never will. Fucking wow, Sean. (laughs) You fucking monster. Uh, You'll never hatch me. I don't know what that means.
0: Yeah, you might have been thinking of one of our other mutual high school friends that played Billy
1: Hatcher. I think John might have had it. Oh, okay. Yeah, well... Fuck him, too. No, not really. Uh, you're you're fine, Billy Hatcher fans. You're all fine. Anyone listen to this Billy Hatcher fan? Totally fine. I'm just not interested in that game. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I always thought it was a really interesting gameplay premise. And this, Bayland Wonderworld.
0: Yes. Uh, also, like, I'm really intrigued by it. Me, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it definitely feels like they're bringing the 90s into the 2020s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's maybe that's even, definitely a good way to put it. Yeah, maybe even the early aughts. Uh-huh. Um but in a, a really fun way. It seems very wholesome, very like yeah, very whimsical and like lots of lots of color and lots mm-hmm. of like yeah. It looks like it could be a really rad family-friendly game. I don't know if it'll play amazingly, but it <laughs> it seems neat. I I want to check it out when it comes out.
1: Yeah, I agree. Better than and, that egg
0: game. Be nice to Billy hatcher.
1: <laughs> he doesn't put on a
0: chicken suit to be disrespected by you <laughs> like this. Uh and I th- and it might have been more gameplay than we saw in almost the entire hour of presentations that happened after that. <laughs>
1: that may be true. Yeah. Um, With the possible exception of the next game we're going to talk about. Right,
0: because the game opened, the presentation opened with Halo Infinite. And that game, uh,
1: yeah, the game really looked like Halo Infinite. We, we saw like, yeah. you know, we saw like 15, like 10 minutes of, of gameplay of that. You know what's funny is that the reaction from Halo fans has been kind of divisive. And me watching that, like, I wouldn't call myself like a Halo super fan, but I played Halo in college. You know, yeah. I was into Halo Three. Mm-hmm. Was like, what more do you want? It's Halo. You're driving a Warthog, shooting the aliens. Like, it's Halo. I think it's mainly that it was supposed to be
0: next gen Halo. It was supposed hmm. to be representative of the Xbox Series X and how much more power the Xbox Series X uh-huh. had. Uh, and also, just being next gen, it's supposed to like. Th- was supposed to show the next step for halo show how halo can be new and relevant and interesting still and they did two things first they showed gameplay of halo happening on the same map that we've seen since halo one like that (laughs) looks like yeah i like i'm pretty like i've played about half an hour of halo one right And I'm pretty sure, like, that first place that your spaceship lands, I'm pretty sure that was, like, where you're (laughs) supposed to be Uh in that shot they showed of Halo Infinite. And so it's like, oh, okay, it's the same spot we've seen, like, multiple times at this point. And on top of that, like, just like, there were several parts where, like, you know, he was, like, kind of riding the lift up, like, up the mountain, and then he looks off in the horizon, and you just see. You just see several artifacts load in as he's, like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, look, there's a video game loading in artifacts. Like, right. the the message we've been getting for the past, like, half year is that, like, even if you don't see the graphical improvements right away, uh, the Xbox Series X and the PS5 will be capable of, like, loading things super fast and, like... Uh, just rendering things in a way where next-gen is happening, right? Like, you you won't be running into, like, all these technical issues that previous generations have had. Uh, And then, like, and then even that 10-minute demo just felt loaded with the kind of technical inconsistencies
1: we've grown to expect from video games, right? I don't think it was loaded with them, right? Like, how many were there?
0: Uh, I don't know. I noticed, like... Like, two or three, I guess it's not
1: necessarily loaded, but in such a small span of time, like, that's the chunk of gameplay they decided to show us. I guess I just feel like, like, the last time Halo innovated was when they added the energy sword in Halo 2. You know, like, you buy Halo because it's exactly what you expect it's going to be and nothing less. I don't know, I've, I've heard that 343
0: Industries, since they picked the game up from Bungie, have really done some cool things on their own.
1: And that would be, like, Halo 5, Halo... ODST like that general. Mm-hmm. It I guess it, it just seems to me that like every time I hear about something that I wasn't expecting to hear about a Halo game there's a negative reaction from fans like mm. storytelling decisions and stuff like that and then this game comes out and it's like like everybody's having this reaction to it as though it's like this weird dramatic departure from prior Halo games. I I don't know. I don't understand it. Mm. If uh
0: if you're if if you're a Halo fan that's listening, feel free to send us any good innovations that the series has made <laughs> since Halo Two.
1: Sure, because or, I I can't provide any counterpoints to what Sean said. Or like just but... ex- just explain, you know, if if you watched this trailer and you were disappointed, feel free to explain why. Because I haven't been invested in this series since two thousand eight. Uh, so there's, there's obviously been a lot of time for things to happen that I'm not aware of. Yeah,
0: and then they showed, like, that main villain, and, like, his shoulder strap was clipping into his arm. Like, you know, just, like, yeah, just, just stuff where it's like, oh, this is the next gen. I thought this was gonna, like, stop happening.
1: He was also just, like, really boring, but again, I expect that from my Halo antagonist.
0: He <laughs> was so rude.
1: Uh, alright.
0: Uh, then they, then they showed some other stuff. Um, first, Phil Spencer showed up, uh announced that every game uh from that point
1: forward in the showcase mm-hmm. uh will be on Xbox game Pass when it launches. yeah, that's right, which is great. That's yeah, of course, Xbox game Pass continues to be like the best value in gaming. yeah, it really is they <laughs> They need to hit us up with a sponsorship deal already, <laughs> yeah, exactly. just like, hi, I'm Phil Spencer, and you smashing theory fans that are listening. First of all, thank you. Second of all, Xbox Game Pass. You can't see me, but I'm wearing a blazer over a gamer shirt and jeans. <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. See you later. Vroom! I'm driving off in my Forza car. Amy and I
0: paused at some point while Phil Spencer was talking, and like he
1: just permanently looks like the weirdest, like smug, like like potato man. He looks like Michelangelo carved him out of a hunk of cheddar cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Please give us that Xbox Game Pass sponsorship, Phil. Right, yeah. Come on, Phil. You, you gorgeous, gorgeous cheese man. I love cheese. I paid you a very high compliment there. <laughs> yeah,
0: I bet you are
1: delicious. <laughs> uh. uh. First, I would like to debut uh, my statue of David. Uh, now here is my statue of Phil. <laughs> They carved it out of cheese. Hey, gamers. <laughs> I'm already alive. <laughs> As you know,
0: cheese ages incredibly well. So I'll be around for the next 300 years. And during that time, I'll never stop talking about Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> the revolution. The video games. Anyway, then they showed uh, they showed some video games. Uh, uh several of which I, I didn't really care that much about, but it's mm-hmm. nice that they exist. Uh Forza Motorsport. Uh they, they're f- they sh-
1: fucking gorgeous. Yeah, they showed cars, good looking cars. And also people walking around. There were there were actually a couple of moments at the very beginning of that trailer where I was like, Oh, this must be a live action thing they were shooting that's going to lead into the video game footage and then I realized that it was all video game footage. <laughs> all of it was video game footage. That but is that pretty was, wild. Yeah.
0: That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, State of Decay 3, uh, that exists, yeah,
1: yeah, screamed at a deer, yeah, which which actually made me laugh, which was clearly not what they were going for. (laughs) When he was like, (laughs) (laughs) ah,
0: screaming at a deer, (laughs) anyway, uh. Uh, they showed DLC for the Outer Worlds, yeah, uh, and then uh, Obsidian Games announced their new IP, Avowed. Yeah, uh,
1: looks like a generic fantasy game. Yep, looks like Elder Scrolls. <laughs> yeah, looks like Elder Scrolls, new fantasy setting. Uh, hope you guys enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I think it could be cool. Yeah. I just, I just need to see more. I'm sure once I yes. see how it plays, it'll be more interesting. That's fair. Maybe. Um, then some stuff I am interested in mm-hmm. happened. Uh, they showed,
1: uh, they showed like, a, a story trailer for Tell Me Why. I feel like anyone who's at least as old as me is going to see that title and think, Tell me why
2: Yeah, ain't nothing
1: <laughs> but, but a yeah. <laughs> But yeah, unfortunate name, but cool project a uh, very cool project um don't nod right
0: yeah, yeah. don't do entertainment um one of the protagonists is a trans boy who is voiced oh. who is voiced by a real trans boy that's good yeah <laughs> do more of that games yeah
1: please
0: yeah it's uh god i'm i'm really me and amy both are really looking forward to that yeah uh episode one uh launching on xbox game pass august twenty seventh nice that's it, soon yeah yeah that's cool yeah not too far off um they showed gameplay they actually showed a gameplay trailer of the medium <laughs> yes um which i was i was excited about because of the technology that it shows off right like <laughs> uh like because uh it it renders two completely different settings simultaneously that you swap between on the fly with a button press
1: yeah it reminded me of like the kind of fog world and the dark world in like Silent Hill, but mm-hmm. like way cooler. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of realized with twenty twenty technology. Yeah, um, the story and
0: and the dialogue and kind of everything seemed very very edgy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In a way,
1: that was kind of a bit much, <laughs> but uh, but I, I the, the the display of technology is still very cool. Yeah, no, I, I definitely wanna check it out. I've been meaning to kind of get back into horror video games, yeah. uh, especially as we get closer to October. Right. Um, and that's definitely gonna be on my radar as we, you know, kind of get more info about it. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: when when October slides in,
1: uh this household likes to
0: like consume Halloween y media. Yes. Um I was thinking of uh of playing Parasite Eve this, oh, this October.
1: Very cool. Yeah.
0: I'm into that. Yeah um last year we watched uh hocus pocus yes that was that was a lot of fun a g-
1: great decision yeah
0: that movie is still actually great
1: yeah no i i i thought it was great i thought it yeah. was funny yeah yeah, yeah. entertaining yeah, yeah. um bet midler singing in it
0: yeah we also uh we also saw a new game announced from a new studio Inter- oh interior night is mm-hmm. the new studio Uh made of former quantic dream staff
1: yeah um the game is called as Dusk Falls. Yeah, this was intriguing. Yeah.
0: The the trailer was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh like the the concept already hooked me. It's like, oh, this is neat. This has yeah. got some cool stuff going on. And I'm really excited about that game as long as it looks exactly the way it did yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, if the gameplay, if the version of that game with gameplay just, like, has a more generic 3D look or a different aesthetic than the trailer mm-hmm. that I'm already less
1: interested. But, like... Wow, even though it has a time skip in it, you're already less interested. I
0: said less. I didn't say <laughs> not interested at all. Uh-huh.
1: But, yeah, like, suffice
0: it to say, I am very interesting. I think that aesthetic would be great. Like, like playing a game with that aesthetic would be so cool. Yeah. and And, yeah. Yeah, there's a time skip in it. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely, and and Amy's interested in that one, too. That um, makes sense. They also showed The Gunk, which I didn't realize when we watched this, but it's from the developers of the SteamWorld franchise. Yes, I noticed that. And uh, it's a next-gen-ass, like, 3D game, unlike mm-hmm. a lot of their 2D projects, and it's not a SteamWorld game. Right. Uh, and yeah, the, the Gunk looks really cool. Yeah, I it looks fun. Uh, yeah, like... Actually, like, the more they showed of it, the less interested I got, but I love the design <laughs> yes. of that protagonist. Yeah, she looks she, great. She looks awesome, and actually, I really do actually love, uh, the amount of black women headlining these game announcements. Yes. State of Decay 3 mm-hmm. had, a, like, like a great, like, black woman design. Yes. Um, as Dusk Falls ha- has a mixed girl as a protagonist, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the gunk. Yeah. Uh, had another black girl, and I was like, that's That's great. Uh I really need to play these games so that game companies won't be like, Oh, sorry, these <laughs> right. games didn't sell great. I guess black women don't sell. The fucking bullshit they do like every yeah every time. All and, the time. And capitalism. And yeah, yeah, just Yeah, just capitalism in general. Yeah. Just always yeah. Movies, games, they always pull that shit.
1: Oh, so. I said end capitalism Oh. cease it. Oh, oh, I oh, yeah. I see I see what you mean. But also yes, agreed. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, so I, I I hope those games do well and I I definitely want to check them out. I just like I don't care about state of the K3, but
1: <laughs> uh, you know I'll I'll play it for you, Daniel. Oh, thanks. I I'll, I'll watch you play it. I'll scream at deer all day.
0: Thanks, Sean. There better
1: be a dedicated button, button, button where I can just be wandering around in the wilderness. Just go, ah! <laughs> But it only works if there's a deer nearby. Right, yeah. That's actually how you tell. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword because you're trying to hunt the deer, but also you the only way you can know it's there is by scaring it away. Okay, I get it. This
2: really stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, uh, let's see. Other... It's all kind of out of order. Ooh. Uh, Because the article I was reading to kind of refresh my memory (laughs) on this stuff also did this, like, out of order. Sure. But they they showed Tetris Effect Connected, uh, an update of Tetris Effect with multiplayer content. It's going to be a timed Xbox exclusive. Very cool. Uh, Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, The upcoming expansion, Beyond Light, will also, like,
1: be available on Game Pass at launch. That's great, because so often my uh, barrier to entry with, like mmos or mmo style games is like okay i want to play this but which expansions do i have to buy right Uh, and so just be able to go on game pass and just like play everything is great that is great yeah
0: and finally uh we saw a Psychonauts 2 gameplay trailer uh, yeah. with Jack Black singing in it. Yes. Yeah. He sure was. He, Jack I love how much Jack Black just loves being in Tim Schafer projects.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I, I really appreciate that they have this working relationship now. That's yeah. very cool.
0: Yeah, it seems like a working relationship and just like a friendship. Mm-hmm. They just seem like to like vibe in around each other. Yeah. And yeah, Jack Black like he was the protagonist of Brutal Legend, right? right? Uh and then he was also like like, kind of an NPC in uh, Broken Age. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now here he is in Psychonauts 2 again. He just mm-hmm. loves working with Tim.
1: Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It They're even great. kind of aesthetically similar. They
0: they are, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, them, especially at the time Jack Black recorded that, them both with, like, their, their big old scraggly
1: beards just yeah. next to each other. Yeah. Two peas in a pod. Yeah, Brutal Legend in particular, he was such a great fit for that game, an incredible fit. And I can remember playing the demo for that and just laughing my ass off the entire time. The the like Brutal Legend has one of the best like opening hours yes. of any video game. Then it gets weird and shitty. Yeah,
0: then then like they introduce like this weird like RTS like headbangers following right. around mechanic that just doesn't work very well. No, and, yeah. But the oh, opening, man. holy shit! Yeah, the the opening is incredible. Yeah. What an incredible like pilot, basically. What uh-huh. incredible! Like that demo made me buy that game at full price. Yeah, and uh, and then pretty much almost immediately after the part <laughs> where the demo ends, the game gets worse. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, Psych- Psychonauts two, I'm I'm optimistic about Psychonauts two because Psychonauts one was a great concept. And a bad video game mechanically. Yeah, god. Uh, they seem to have really kind of polished the, mm-hmm. the mechanical parts of that.
1: No, I, I, I hope that it's good because I would like to enjoy a game set in the Psychonauts universe. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Even watching you play Psychonauts was painful physically to my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that game was rough. I, I beat it, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I beat that game. Yeah, you went through the whole Nightmare Carnival thing and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. That game was bad. Yeah. Sorry to anyone who likes that game, but you're wrong.
0: It's... The story is good. It's it's very cool. The
1: narrative, the ideas, the concepts of Psychonauts are all good. Um, But look, just because I like a Big Mac doesn't... (laughs) doesn't mean i'm gonna walk over a bed of nails every time i want one
0: <laughs> yeah just from a technical standpoint yeah that game was just a glitchy mess to the point that it made it very hard
1: to play and that is how it is a bad game i maybe this time it can just be a big mac <laughs> you just walk right into mcdonald's and they're like how can i help you instead of being like you walk on this bed of nails if you want this you're you're really going all in on your metaphors today uh yeah, I'm like a guy who does metaphors <laughs> a lot. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, anyway, uh,
0: they, closed, uh, they closed the presentation with Phil Spencer going like, now you'll notice at the beginning of this presentation we showed all of our studios and that some of them weren't in this video. I like your Phil Spencer voice. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but. I'm proud to announce <laughs> but he's he said uh, will he said that they'll show the studios that were absent and other other games and stuff. Later this year, they they still have more to talk about. They absolutely still have more to talk about because we're at the end of July and we still don't know when the Xbox Series X <laughs> or the PS5 are going mm-hmm. to launch or how much they cost.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of speculation in the YouTube comments uh, of of the you know vod of this stream that I watched, where people were saying like they're just playing chicken and waiting for some one of them to announce the price first. I think that's absolutely what's happening. Yeah, I
0: think Sony have. Um have come as close as they can to straight out saying that mm-hmm. that uh that they're yeah that they don't want to announce their price until Xbox announces their price
1: yeah, and i I think Microsoft's kind of also waiting. I think Microsoft should announce it first and then Sony should announce theirs and then Microsoft goes, actually it's this, so they just change the price <laughs> yeah <that> would <laughs> <laughs> I would kind of love that actually, yeah,
0: it wouldn't be the you know it wouldn't be the first time that that Microsoft is like backtracked after seeing what Sony did afterwards.
1: They should, so they should set it up so that there's, like, the price is on, like, a big board in the background, and Uh. Phil Spencer shows it off, and then after Sony announces their price, they just release a new video of Spill Spill... Spill Spencer? Phil Spencer just tearing, like, the paper off the board to reveal a new price. (laughs) Like, they just planned it from the beginning.
0: Yeah! (laughs) A fucking Trojan horse pricing. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, exactly. Uh... And, like, the whole video, he doesn't say anything except he just goes, I'm proud to announce, and then he just rips it and leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I were in control of Xbox's marketing, I would very quickly not be in control after that, but that's what I would do.
0: Yeah, th- that would be incredible, because what Sony wants to do is price their system the same as Microsoft's system. Right. But what Microsoft wants to do <laughs> is price their system lower than Sony's uh-huh. system. Yeah. Yeah, so the You War there is kind of fascinating. I just, just just announced your shit, guys. Yeah, your your system's supposed to come out. <laughs> in, like you have, you don't even know. You haven't right. told us
1: when. But presumably, it's going to be sometime in November. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, to 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 jump back a little bit, um, just when they were when Phil Spencer was talking about like you know we're going to have uh other stuff from our development partners later on yeah i really appreciate and this is something that other studios do but i think to a lesser extent that microsoft like acquires a studio and then allows them to retain their kind of identity and brand yeah like it's very very cool like i I was thinking about that as i was watching like at the end of the stream there was just kind of like a a list of all the studios that they have under the kind of Xbox umbrella at the bottom of the screen. I remember yeah. thinking, like, oh, like I like that one. I like that one. Like, it's so cool that they're all still around. Yeah, they're just kind of making games for Xbox. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a great philosophy, I think. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Uh, Hell, Hellblade Two
1: was there too. They oh, should, right. They yeah, Hellblade Two also. Yep. Seuna looking real angry again. Yeah. It Senua. Lo- lo- it looked. It looked
0: less good than that initial announcement
1: <laughs> somehow i think that it was lit better mm, like okay. and so maybe we were just able to see more of what was going on maybe yeah yeah no that that is cool
0: that microsoft kind of yeah keep keeps those studios and what they're good at intact you know like it's not like it's not like ea where every time right. they acquire a new studio it's just like oh no like how they acquired bioware and then over the course of the next decade just kind of ruined bioware yeah that
1: was sad
0: yeah very yeah
1: very distressing
0: times
1: (laughs) but yeah that was the xbox game showcase any final thoughts in all seriousness i am ready for the fashion trend of wearing a blazer over a gamer shirt and then jeans to end (laughs) i think that it looks bad and we should move past it onto a new age of gaming fashion history that's my final thought that's
0: yeah i i think the fact that keanu reeves showed up in gamer fashion <laughs> in 2019 right shows that gamer fashion is here to stay yeah He's, keanu reeves has ushered in a new age
1: of blazer t-shirt jeans gamer fashion i love keanu reeves in so many other respects but not that one <laughs> let's open some listener mail that was the listener mail rise into the top All right. Vineber on Twitter says, Xbox
0: almost put me to sleep and I watched the direct on two times speed. (laughs) I'm sorry you feel that way, Vineber. But the one first person shooter game in the pre-show that has giant mechanical robots looked really cool. And yeah, I actually forgot. I forgot about this one. The Ah. the pre-show. Yeah. The pre-show showed this video game. I forget
1: what it's called. I didn't watch the pre-show. Yeah. No idea. Um, and yeah, like it, it showed like, uh, yeah, like it had
0: giant robots. It was first person. Uh, seemed seemed to have like a pretty cool energy to it. Okay, man, I
1: forgot what it was called. Who's developing it? But yeah, it seemed neat. Nice. Um, I'll look forward to that. I, I like giant robots. Yeah, as a rule, you you do Metal it's, Gear.
0: Yes, Me- Metal Gear. It's kind of funny how like how much mech media you haven't consumed <laughs> considering how much you like giant robots it's
1: also really interesting how much mech media i've consumed that has mechs in them but doesn't let you play as them yeah like uh like, like metal, metal gear. gear yeah for for the most part um and then like uh xenoblade one right uh yeah uh for xenoblade uh x i never got to the part where you use a mech right yeah, yeah n- neither did i yeah yeah, who knows why that's that's a mystery of my life. <laughs> you like the concept of mechs, but once you crawl in there you're I mean I'm ready to crawl in there.
0: Uh you know, it's it's kind of like chasing what you what you don't have, you know. Once you're once you finally get <laughs> oh, in the Max, you'll be like, be like, I well, don't want this. Yeah.
1: Right. Um But yeah, thanks, Vinabur. Thanks, Vinebur. Got an email from Mark E. Alright, Mark E. Hi y'all.
0: If Daniel hasn't made his Game Pass advertisement yet, then, <laughs> then I will. Given the episode topic, how could he have not? <laughs> after, own, after having only owned Nintendo consoles, I bought a used Xbox One from a friend for cheap a few months back solely for Game Pass and have no regrets. <laughs> it's highly unlikely I'll get a Series X at launch, but I was looking forward to the Xbox showcase, assuming everything being shown would come to the Game Pass and also be available for Xbox One, given Phil Spencer's remarks up until this point. In Nintendo Directs, I have tiny crises in trying to decide if a game looks worth it to buy or not. So it was exciting going into the Xbox showcase to see the games that would be free to me. Uh, f- right. Quote, uh, free, unquote. That being said, none of the games shown really stuck out to me as ones I would go out of my way to buy outright, though Psychonauts 2 and The Gunk were still highlights. Hmm. Everwild seems the most promising, but now it's no longer listed for Xbox One and Xbox's cross-generation promise seems up in the air. I wonder if knowing I wouldn't have to pay for these games, quote, pay, unquote, had an effect on how excited I would be for them. Hmm. Or maybe Xbox Showcase just didn't click for me. Either way, have you noticed if Game Pass has impacted the value you place on certain games? Huh. Has it affected your enjoyment of a game? I find I'm much more willing to be critical of a game I first try through Game Pass than when I've paid for, hmm. or I'm simply less invested in it. For instance, I stopped halfway through Untitled Goose Game, but I would have likely finished it if I had spent $15 on it. Mm-hmm. It's a good game, but I was satisfied with what I got out of it based on what I paid. Maybe Nintendo is on to something with how stingy they are on sales of their first-party games. <laughs> that, all that being said, Game Pass is still a stupid good deal, and I still have no regrets. Thanks for doing what you're doing, Marky.
1: You know, what's interesting about that is that I uh, have, n- I do not have Xbox Game Pass. I mean, I technically do because there's an Xbox in the apartment, but right. I don't ever play it. Right. Um, but I do have a Steam account. And one thing I noticed about Steam is that I would get all these games on a Steam sale. I'd pay like 60 cents for this game and a dollar for that game and just gobble up all these games And then I'd like only play a little bit of them or not play them at all or decide very quickly that they weren't my thing. Right. Where if I, you know, spend full price on a game, I typically give it more of a shot or find that I'm invested in it a little bit more. Yeah. And so that that's not relating specifically to Game Pass. But I do think that there's an element of like, you know, when when there's more of a stake uh, maybe it's just human psychology to kind of invest more time or care into something. That's a really interesting point. Yeah. I have the Steam sale, the Humble Bundle, <laughs> right. the Xbox
0: Game Pass. I have that problem constantly. Mm-hmm. I will I will stock up on things when they're on sale or, or when they're free, like just hoard all that shit and then play like 10% of the things I've gathered.
1: Right. He does do that. Yeah. I can confirm.
0: Yeah. On the, and and it's interesting because i also played uh about like two levels worth of untitled goose game and then and then stopped right right um satisfied with the amount that i played of it sure um i i'm currently playing uh, crosscode uh mm-hmm. via xbox game pass yes and uh and i'm currently at kind of i think a cuss point where i could see myself because like, I've been really hooked on the amount that I've played yeah but I can kind of see like i'm I'm at kind of that 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 fork in the road that turning point where like either like I put 30 more hours into it <laughs> or I never pick it up again yeah right I'd I like to keep playing it I just have a lot on my plate right now sure um I think for me at least to an extent that's just that's just how I be I've my I've <laughs> I've pretty bad ADhD sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like nah i'm I'm not saying it's like, oh, I'm so dyslexic, but like you sure. know, as as a teenager, I was diagnosed with with ADHD right right um sometimes it is my nature to play ten minutes of a game and move on to to a new thing,
2: yeah,
0: um because it's it's hard for me to maintain commitment or focus to a lot of things sure. uh d- depending on a lot of different factors, time time of the year, mm-hmm.
1: what other things I'm going through at that time. Um, Whether or not we're experiencing a global pandemic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's be a little bit of a factor. Uh, uh, so, like, I, I feel like there's some some full price-ass games that I haven't even started yet. Sure. Um, But I think maybe there is, like, there's at least more of a chance that if I buy a game at full price, I'm at least going to start it. Whereas if I got a game on sale or if I got it through Xbox Game mm-hmm. Pass, the chance of that is at least lower. Yeah, yeah. And I think at least an interesting statistic is I don't know if I've beaten any game that I've started on Xbox game. Pa- Wait, hmm. Slay the Spire. Oh yeah, I've, well. I've, I've I've completed several runs of Slay the
1: Spire. You played the shit out of that
0: game. Yeah, I've I've completed several runs of Slay the Spire. On the other hand, like I keep uh, after you finish a run as each of the first three characters mm-hmm. on Slay the Spire, uh, it unlocks this new kind of thing where. You have to obtain, like, three keys and try to finish a run that way. Um. And I have no idea what that unlocks because I've been chasing a three-key <laughs> run for months. Okay. And I still haven't beaten that game with a three-key run. Right. Um, but I have still beaten it multiple. I've still finished yeah. a run multiple times.
1: You, at the very least, you definitely spent the amount of time that I think you would expect to spend on it if you bought it at full price. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, God, that, was, yeah that was one of the best deals of all time, Slade the
0: Spire <laughs> on Xbox Game Pass. Um, uh yeah, that, but that's a really interesting point. I I do think that it actually makes me less critical of the games I play on ga- Xbox Game okay. a- Pass actually. Hmm. Like if like if I buy a game at full price and the game has flaws or something, I I think I'm I'm more disappointed in them. I'm like, okay. "Man, I I I was really excited for this game. So excited that I bought it at full price and, uh, right. and and this is what this game is." On the other hand, if I play the game for pretty much free, uh and it has flaws, it's like, well, that's okay, I didn't spend any money on this game. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Like, I, I can it helps me really appreciate the things that are good about the game. Like Blood Bloodstained. I played Bloodstained yeah. and uh it isn't quite the Castlevania, Metroidvania successor that I wish it was. Sure. Uh
1: but it, it's nice to kind of like play it without feeling like I wasted money on it. That's, in- it's, that's a really interesting insight into our respective mental states <laughs> regarding games. Because for me, if I buy a game at full price, I'm more likely to look past the flaws and try to get an enjoyment out of it that I might not otherwise get. Right. Whereas I think if I get it for free or cheap, it's more like, I don't like this or that, and then I drop it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that,
1: that, that brings... Uh... That brings the copy of Undertale that I gifted you into more context. <laughs> I mean, also, I, I, there, are, Undertale, and I have a very complicated. Relationship. <laughs> if we, if, if it was Facebook circa 2009, it would be it's complicated between me and Undertale. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we great, are, great timing. We
0: are eleven dollars away from reaching our goal on Patreon, where Sean has to finish his playthrough of Undertale on his YouTube
1: channel. I really will do it if you <laughs> feel like a bumping up your pledge.
0: Yeah, if if we if we get to a point where we're we're making more than $200 a month on our Patreon. We're currently making $189 and it's almost the end of the month.
1: <laughs> if we do that, Sean will finish his playthrough of Undertale. I mean really like just do it, and I, maybe I can knock it out in a month. You know, yeah. Like, uh, and then your 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 contribution will have been worth it just for one month. Yeah. Hey, think about that. Yeah. Donators. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're close to that goal. Yeah. Uh, so if 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 seeing Sean finishes Undertale
0: playthroughs, whether I like you, it or not, yeah, then you can, yeah, you can just give us like if if either like. Three of you give us $5 a piece, or two people give us $5 and one person gives us $8, or just one person
1: backs at the special thanks tier. Yeah. Sean will play Undertale. And you know what? If you back at the special thanks tier and I have to special thank you while I'm doing Undertale, I'll thank you in a different Undertale voice every time. Ooh. How's that for value? Ooh, that's that sounds like some value right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Maybe I'll. I'm, I mean, I that, that would make no sense if I backed myself. But
1: Special thanks, Daniel, from Sans Undertale.
0: <laughs> uh, I still hate that Sans voice. I don't know, yeah. it,
1: it suits him perfectly, and you're wrong. <laughs> uh,
0: thank you, Marky. Awesome question. Yes, great question. Yeah, a lot of... Really makes you think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sergio V send us an email. All right. Hey guys, I would like to see what you guys would choose between mm. the following. Oh. And he has uh he has several pairs of things oh. for us to, for us to pick. Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine? Oh, Sunshine. I I think I'm leaning slightly towards
1: Sunshine. Yeah, I, I I love them both. Yeah. I haven't played enough of either to really like mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, but, i played i played a lot more sunshine than i did of 64 actually i think and uh, just the just kind of the it feels a bit better in terms of the platforming and stuff the flood is really interesting yeah yeah
0: i think the flood's really cool and i kind of like the aesthetic of sunshine better overall yeah uh call of duty or
1: halo <laughs> you know what's funny halo yeah Halo <laughs> I, I agree halo. after i just like trashed halo fans <laughs> halo yeah absolutely halo. yeah yeah i agree halo Team PlayStation or Team Xbox? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big Sony guy generally. Like, yeah. I have actually two pairs of wireless Sony headphones, for instance. Yeah. I just got a Vita recently, thanks to a hookup from Daniel. Yeah. Um, I ordered a proprietary memory card for it from China that had to be shipped here through Customs. Yeah, yeah. Um, having said all that... With the way that the game industry is situated right now, Team Xbox. Wow. I think so. I just think that they are making all the right moves. They feel, it feels as though they've adopted a lot of consumer-orientated policies out of necessity, Yeah, you know, because they're, because Sony's just so dominant right now. Um, I mean, especially if they acquire WB Games, then Team Xbox for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I I really like what Xbox is doing, and uh, there there have been decisions that Sony's made that I like less. What's what's funny is I was gonna say Team PlayStation, <laughs> like be, because I think it was it was Team
0: Tony Team Tony. It was- They're great. Growing- It was Team Sony versus Team Microsoft. Team Microsoft. Hmm. They've been making a lot of better decisions as a business. Uh But I was thinking of just like the consoles themselves. I see. And Sony just has a tendency to get more JRPGs
1: than Xbox. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I that's fair i guess i was thinking about it more in terms of like at whose development philosophy do you appreciate more and d- does that lead you to kind of go one way or the other
0: yeah yeah i see where you're coming from there yeah yeah you know what team team xbox because playstation does tend to get more exclusives that i like yeah but xbox game pass is the deal <laughs> of the
1: century oh wow you were proud to announce that i was <laughs> i'm proud to announce <laughs> but i mean realistically team nintendo well, yeah. 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 I, I'm I'm just, I'm just team. <laughs> I'm just team. I see. Okay, yeah, that's like, fair. I, yeah, I, I love all my systems pretty much equally at this point. I will say that, like, you know, when we stop living with each other, which is inevitable, but keeps getting postponed. Yeah. Um... I'm not going to continue purchasing every console that comes out as you like to do. Oh yeah, I'm 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 going to continue yeah. doing that. I'll have to make a choice, and it may very well be an Xbox choice. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm right now at this exact
0: juncture I'm leaning towards getting uh a Series X before I get a PS5. Okay. Uh however um I I really want to be able to get both systems this year. Okay. Because That's bold. Yeah, I, I really want that. Who knows if I'm getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh because like the Series X, I just want more in general because of its because of its good backwards compatibility philosophy, because sure. of its Xbox Game Pass stuff. Um on the other hand, I really really want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
1: I'm not as interested in that as you. I'm still interested in it, yeah. but you know, it's not like a deal breaker for me. I'm so interested. <laughs>
0: yeah. God, yeah. Wanna play that this year. Um
1: Ness or Lucas. Uh it's gotta be Ness for me because I've barely played Mother Three.
0: Uh, yeah, I ooh, this this is kinda tough for me. I like Lucas a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Lucas is a bit underrated. Um Yeah, I'm going to say Lucas. Okay. I'm going to say Lucas, but I love them both very much. Okay, fair enough. And finally, uh, for the next Smash Bros. DLC, Hmm. Crash Bandicoot or
1: Spyro? Oh. (laughs) I don't care about either of them, so that's why this is hard for me. (laughs) Uh, Crash.
0: Uh, Spyro,
1: for me. Yeah, like, uh, in
0: terms of likelihood crash yeah but in terms of who i want spyro That's i think fair. spyro would have a much more interesting moveset than crash okay i think it depends on what they do obviously yeah. yeah i i like spyro's aesthetic more i think yeah him flying around and doing dragon stuff would would be pretty cool all right um sergio v says thanks you guys rock thank you sergio yeah this was a fun question yeah i i loved this actually mm-hmm. this, this was really cool if anyone wants to if Sergio, if you want to throw more at us, more of those <laughs> at us in the future, uh knock yourself out. Yeah, sure. Alright, uh, that's our listener mail.
1: Yeah. Thanks, <laughs>
0: Thanks everybody. That if was the want...
1: listener mail bag sinking back down. Thanks the everybody. Of the ocean.
0: If you want to know where else you can find us, uh, we're uh <laughs> patreon.com slash beep boop group. Yeah. Uh, by the time this goes up. Uh, the first episode of console cinema hosted by me and my fiance will either be about to go up or will have gone up. Nice. We review both the video game version and the movie version of detective Pikachu. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of fun and you can listen to it for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. That's value. That's value. And if you want to do $5, you can get like our bonus content and stuff, uh, and discord access. Mm hmm. And it, and at twenty or higher, you can uh you can be special thanked by us after the the ending music plays on every episode. Yeah, and uh, be people like that for some reason. Yeah, they keep doing it. Yeah, so you can do it too if you want. And then Sean will play Undertale. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Next time on a Smashing Theory. Uh, currently unclear <laughs> uh, maybe Gamescom predictions. Okay, Gamescom is coming up. Uh, maybe a Nintendo Direct thing will happen in the couple in the next couple weeks, sure. and we'll talk
1: about that. Um, maybe I, Phil Spencer will be like, "I heard you call me a hunk of cheese on the podcast, and I want to do an interview with you." I'm proud <laughs> yeah. to announce that I'm coming to a smashing theory. <laughs> so yeah, maybe we'll interview Phil Spencer.
0: Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you want to send us an email about any of those things, you can <laughs> uh, you can send a tweet. To a smashing theory on twitter uh just if just, you want to send us an email you, to send, you can send, send a tweet a, yeah just just ignore your desire <laughs> send us a tweet instead uh at a smashing theory follow us while you're at it uh you can email us uh smashing theory at gmail uh, and maybe uh you want to leave leave us a nice review on apple Podcasts or sure. something i think we're really close to that five star average and that that always helps damn um so yeah do do that if you like, uh. And I'm sure I'm sure there'll be something we're talking about in a couple weeks. Follow our Twitter if you if you want us to pinpoint exactly what we'll be talking about when yeah. it's when it's time to record that episode. Um, but yeah, we'll
1: see you in the month of August. See you then, and in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing time.
0: Ah, this is the first non weird one you've done in a while. Yes, I know.
1: It's very strange, especially since underneath this flesh mask, it's me, Phil Spencer. I'm proud to announce the Smashing Theory is ending uh, this episode.
0: (laughs) No, it's not. Goodbye. Goodbye. Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Thank you, Lonald. Many thanks, many good vibes to you. Yes, Ronald.
1: I'm trans. I'm beaming them with my brain. Man, I, we haven't talked to Lonald. I, I, I miss Lonald. Yeah, yeah. Quarantine sucks. Quarantine blows. Yeah, but keep doing it. America. Yeah, it. Yes. The the situation blows.
0: It needs to keep happening. Yes. Especially here. Nowhere else anymore. (laughs) But but here. It's bad. Oh, it's so bad. I. Thanks, Lonald. Yeah, thanks, (laughs) Lonald. Special thanks to Nymph.
1: Thanks, Nymph. Yeah. 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 I hope you're doing good, Nip. I me, miss you too. Me too. I hope that these
0: people that are like, I, I don't want to wear a mask. I want to go outside and just sniff up the air <laughs> with both my nostrils out in the open. In reverse. I, I, I hope, I, I hope those people just realize that they're not allowed to travel anymore. Just these, these, yeah. these white people realize that they can't, uh, fucking go to amsterdam this summer and smoke weed and be like oh i need to put a fucking mask on <laughs> thanks to thanks to him
1: special thanks to my fiance amy lee thanks amy lee looking forward to console cinema yeah i'm excited about that yeah me
0: too uh yeah like uh uh, editing it
1: right now, like, yep.
0: you know, and like I'm partway through the edit and it's already very cute, I
1: think. So. Nice. I'll be listening to it at work, probably. Ooh. And I'll Ooh. let you know what I think. Oh, maybe I'll say it was great. Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. <laughs> uh huh. Yes!
0: <laughs> you, you sound less like Mario every time
1: i take offense to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks, Royce. Thanks. Thanks so much for all of your support. Yes. Special thanks to Cool Gabe.
1: Yeah! He's a cool game. He's a cool game. He's a cool game. A game, game, game. A cool, 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 cool game special thanks <laughs> i'm also grateful for you cool game express it in song no cool game. special thanks to vinny g ha ah, vinny g vinny g you're just like uh, winnie scree can't believe it's hard to rhyme your name all of the time Thanks, Vinny. We know that you're a better writer than Sean is, so I hope you didn't... Well, excuse me, Mr. Fuck. I can't believe you really suck. Why you say that about me? I write as well as a writing tree. If you want special (laughs) thanks,
0: you can give us $20. And Sean will play Undertale.
1: Yes, I will play Undertale. On that promise I'll never bail.
0: <laughs> you bailed on it two years ago. <laughs>
1: never bail on that promise. You are such a load of piss. <laughs>